I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The game-winning Obi-Wan Wonder. The one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? That's Luka Doncic, first-team All-NBA, all-star starter for a second time in three seasons. That's an MVP candidate, Luka Doncic. Let's freaking go, man. What an exciting game. Let's go. Absolutely incredible ending. If you have not watched, if you somehow missed it, I don't know. Just turn all this off. Turn it off. (laughs) Turn it off. Turn the pod off. I downloaded, so I'm I'm fine. (laughs) Turn the No, their their completion percentage is numbers, Isaac. Come on. Okay, keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) Play it in the background. Keep watching on WFA. (laughs) <laughs> on today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Mavericks 110 to 107 win over the Boston Celtics. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Oh, this is a question for today. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up. Later in the episode, You, I guarantee you won't be able to guess who the Ultra Player of the Week is. Oh, you have no clue. Do you win because you're happy or do you happy because you're win? Don't have to answer that question today because Dallas Mavericks get the win back to 500. And Luca, man, like there's so many things about this game that we could start with or so many things that we could break down, right? Like Grant Hill confirmed your theory yesterday that, that Jalen Brunson was the second best player on the Mavericks. Grant Hill confirmed listens to locked on Mavs. Where's my tea um, to sip? <laughs> so, Man, this game, there's so many ups and downs. I really, really enjoyed this game. The replays aside, like the replays were ridiculous, but this oh. was a great game. I thought there was a lot of back and forth. The Mavs had one double-digit lead, but other than that, there was no double-digit leads throughout this game. Basically, tons of lead changes, and they just clutched shots down the down the stretch. Porzingis did not play in this game. Maxi Kleba did not play in this game. Porzingis still out with back tightness. Maxi Kleba with the ankle that he rolled in the last game. And so we'll talk about the Porzingis stuff a little bit later, possibly tomorrow. It depends how today's episode goes, but we will talk about him and all that, what that means. If he was, if he was possibly, if he was possibly laying out in the sun, Isaac, in the sun, breaking KP likes the outside. <laughs> we'll talk about that maybe today, maybe tomorrow, but we got to talk about Luca today. I mean, Finishes with 31 points, 10 boards, 8 assists, 6 of 8 from 3. Like, when Luka hits 6 of 8 from 3 like that, it's just different. And those two at the end were just, I mean, those were even more different. Like, Carlisle had a really good comp, uh, like, 
comparison slash compliment of Luca after the game. And he was talking about the wiring of guys like Luca. He mentioned Michael Jordan. He mentioned Kobe Bryant. He mentioned Larry mm-hmm. Bird. All guys that Carlisle has either coached, coached against, played against, or played with, right, with, with Larry Bird. And he said, these guys have like a laser-like focus. It's difficult to describe their mind and how their brain works. Their focus is only one thing, and that's succeeding in whatever the team needs. And Luca did that. Like, those last two threes are – like, I just kind of want to break down both those two threes because it's just – that's what is – that's winning basketball right there, right? Like, that's the difference between a really, really good player and a superstar next-level MVP-type player. Luka Doncic started his MVP campaign today. He really did, and I think even before we break down the whole game, I can break down those two shots really quick. Uh, give the ball to Luca, make a, a step back three in your face, and that's ball game. But just the grand scheme of things, this is this is the beginning of Luca's MVP campaign. For a lot of people who thought that this race was, which I mean, it's crazy to think we're not even at the All Star break, and a lot of people are like, "Hey, this is just a two man race, pretty much of Embiid and LeBron." But don't look now. But the Mavericks are 500, which is insane to think about after everything that has happened uh, for the Mavericks and the COVID outbreak, which people weirdly don't even like mention with the Mavericks anymore. And like, the, okay, the TNT guys didn't mention it at all. I was so uh, confused. Yeah. Like, I love Iron Eagle. I thought Grant Hill was fine the whole game, but they didn't mention at all. The Mavs have missed all these guys with COVID. It's insane. But the Mavericks have won seven of their last nine. They've won six of their last seven. Don't look now, but not not only is Luka Doncic back in the MVP conversation, and I think he will start creeping more back into that, but the Mavericks could be back, and that's the scary part. That's the thing. Nick and I were talking about it yesterday off the pod of, you know, some of these other teams, you know, in the league that are kind of struggling, that are a little bit disappointed, like Boston, like Denver, mm-hmm. some of these teams like that, they don't really have an excuse. Like Boston, yes, we could talk about the guys they've there's, missed. There's they have, yeah, they have stuff. But for Dallas, our whole thing is like, man, we haven't seen our team like click and gel and all this stuff for an extended amount of time. The one thing about Boston is they've had their two all stars. Like they literally have two all stars that are playing and are still not stepping up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but man, this is just. This is a big moment, and I think it's a big moment not just for uh, just for Luca and getting back in the MVP conversation, but it's a big moment for the Mavs in the season because yeah, now you've won. We talked about this stretch of six games, so they basically had you know coming off the snowstorm week last week, um, you know they've had the, they had these six games basically. And it's like all right, what what's going to be their record over these six games before the All Star break? And if you have the game against Memphis, it's kind of like bookended. You have Memphis, and then the back end, you have this Orlando OKC, you know, two games. So it's like, all right, if you could win those three, then can you win one of Boston, Philly, or Brooklyn? And bam, they've won these first two. Now they're at they're at 500. Now they have four games left. Philly, you know, Philly, Brooklyn, Orlando, and OKC. Mavericks are are peaking right now. I mean, they're 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 playing really, really well, and they're still the the question mark of Kristaps Porzingis. Big question mark. But Luca hits these shots, and I I mean, like the first one, there's 37 seconds left on the clock. They run an out-of-bounds play. It's Brunson 
inbounding the ball, and then it's Tim Hardaway Jr., Luca, Dorian, and Willie Colley Stein. Like, who's getting the ball there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mavs down by one. Again, 37 seconds left, full shot clock. Luca gets the ball. This play was so nice. Like, this play may have been more complicated and more difficult than the, than the game winner because. Like, Luca's driving around. He has Jalen Brown on him, really, really good defender. And he tries to drive at him, gets stuck in the lane, hit, like, throws back to Jalen Brunson. And then now Luca has the ball top of the key, still trying to get rid of Jalen Brown. Finally does, has Tice on him. Five seconds left on the shot clock, finally gets Tice to, like, step back on a jab step. And then he stepped back and pulls up the three. Like, this play was going nowhere so fast. Like, Luca couldn't get any edge on Jalen Brown. And. There's no one else moving. There's no one else that could really do a whole lot on, on offense. Like this Mavs lineup, these the Mavs lineup at times just looks so bad. Just on paper, right? Like on paper, you just look at it and you say, okay, take Luca out, and what is this team, right? And it just it you really, really struggle to see any kind of merit in it. But this play is an embodiment of that. Luca turns turn nothing into something, hits the three. The Mavericks take the lead. And then Jalen Brown hits the shot on the other end. They come back, and then the Luka magic at the end. I mean, five seconds left. Jalen Brown on Luka. Tim Hardaway Jr. comes over and screens him. And then now he has Aaron Neesmith on him. Uh, oh, shout out. Gets the Reggie Jackson treatment. And Kemba's over there guarding Josh Richardson. He realizes that Neesmith's going to get beat right here on the switch. And so... Kemba runs up to, to, to Luca as soon as he hits the same spot. Luca walks to the exact same spot he hit this shot in the playoffs and just pulls up. Not even a step back. It really was just like a side, sort of side step. And His legs go sideways too. Yeah, he sets to the side and then he pulls up. Incredible. Absolutely. He hits it. Absolutely incredible. The bench goes wild. Everyone steps up. And the only person that was not super excited was Carla. <laughs> He was just as calm. I'm cool sure there's some other. Uh, he was calm. Dwayne cool Wade in the TNT ever. studio uh, was probably not too excited either. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right, coming up, let's get into some more of this game. We'll talk more about the Dallas Mavericks. We got to talk about Brunson too. We got to get into that. Talk oh, about yeah. Luca and how he kind of carried this team. So we'll get into that. Talk about that coming up. But we have to. We have to before we get to all that. We have to talk about the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Isaac, who's the player? From the Mavericks that brought you the most joy this week. I mean, it's close. Boban. <laughs> but, I mean, James okay. Johnson no, brought me a there, lot of joy. There's a there's a good case for it to be Boban just because of the clip before the game with Luca and Boban yeah. and then Dorian and, and Tim Hardaway getting in there a little bit, dancing, like doing a, like a little line dance kind of thing before the game. That brought we, me a ton of joy. We also have a Boban heart. Heart uh, contest at the arena now that they play on the screen and super but one heart cam. That's super fun. But no, I mean, this has to be Luca, right? I mean, this is the biggest moment uh, for him this season. This is a huge moment for the Mavs. It's fun to see these moments. It, it reminded a lot of us like the, the Clippers, you know, game winner that you could get on Twitter and it's like, bam, 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 bam. Everybody's talking about the Luca game winner. So uh, there's no doubt about it. Luca wins this award. It's absolutely wild to see just what Luca can do and how Luca can kind of change your mood almost, right? Like when Luca does something like that, you immediately like if you're having a bad day before Luca hit that shot, immediately your day and your week is changed. Sports can like, just do babe, that. Babe, I'm to taking you. out the trash right now. <laughs> 
It's some I'll kind clean of the dishes tonight. I'm hyped. Let's go. It's an endorphin hit that you just do not expect. Uh, I'm just man. kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely wild from Luca. Brings us joy. Brings us happiness. Brings us enjoyment as well. Uh, Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Joy creates success. And honestly, I think Luca embodies this so well. The, the stuff before the game, he was dancing with Boban. He was having fun, enjoying himself. The Mavs kind of played it carefree basketball a little bit, and they got the win. So enjoyment is the end game. It's the whole game. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? The answer is yes, both. <laughs> and I think that the two feed off each other for Luca. So Get into more about the Dallas Mavericks in this game. We'll talk about that coming up. We're covering everything you need to know about the Dallas Mavericks, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I was on the episode yesterday. Go listen to that one. Actually, now it would have been, yeah, no, yesterday. Yeah, Tuesday, right? All right, let's talk more about Luka Doncic. We have to kind of get into a little bit more. Uh, he went back to his normal minutes, and that had the Mavericks at in the fourth quarter trying to decide when he was going to go back in. He ended he ended up going back in around the uh, the six six and a half minute mark, just about. And the Mavericks had a little bit of a lead at that point, but. I found myself missing the Luca can play the whole fourth quarter rotation <laughs> because it was such a security blanket for the Mavericks because they could run up a little bit of lead in the in the beginning of the fourth quarter. But the end of this game, uh, man, I, I don't know, just Luca, man. Like, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's nothing else to say besides he was incredible. He stepped up and well, I want to talk. Brunson, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean you kind of alluded to it right there. There was today. There was a 2018 NBA draft pick, a guard, a point guard, who was snubbed from the All-Star team. And this dude is killing it this season. This dude is shooting an insane percentage. He's up to 41% from three. And, of course, I'm talking about Jalen freaking Brunson, baby. He was snubbed, okay? He, I mean, there's nobody else that was snubbed, you know, as far as a point guard from that draft class. We're talking besides Jalen Brunson. He was the one that was, that was snubbed from the All-Star game, but – I got another He's one on, for you. 2018 uh, draft class, shooting 39% from three, snubbed, absolutely snubbed, did not make the all-star game. Had an oh, incredible yeah. moment earlier this season. Mm, Josh Jackson. Col Colin Sexton. No one else was snubbed. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson, and Colin Sexton. The only guards from the 2018 class that were snubbed for the all-star game. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, oh, I got another one for you. Wait, is... I didn't shooting, think Colin Sexton was in that draft class. Shooting 40% from three. Three names. Who? Shea, Gilgis, Alexander. The only other guard that was snubbed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's a lot of guards in that draft class. <laughs> no, I love SGA. I didn't I didn't think Sexton was in that draft class. He is. Yeah, he went oh. he went eighth. Oh, well, dang. Two guards right there that are snubbed. But because I remember honestly, people kept saying, oh, the Mavs should draft him. And I was like, oh, my God. It would be just like Dennis and Colin Sexton would just be Spider-Man meme all day. <laughs> um, What Jalen Brunson's doing this season so far is, yeah. I mean, I, I said yesterday he's, he's been the second best Maverick. Obviously, I feel good about that today. 22 points off the bench. He is playing just incredible basketball right now. And he's up to 41% from three. Uh, I think he's at. 
yeah, he's shooting 52% from the field, 41% from three, uh, right at 89% from the free throw line. I mean, he's in the 50, 40, 90 club, basically. The dude's absolutely killing it. I mean, he's earning his fourth quarter minutes, you know, playing alongside Luca. I don't even know. It hasn't updated yet, but what's, you know, what's the Luca Brunson uh, net rating together? That's something to look at. Um, he's just playing incredible basketball. And in a time to where, especially when, you know, KP's missing games and KP's maybe in a funk or whatever it is, you need somebody else to step up and try to help with that offense. And, you know, Tim is kind of, you know, he's been pretty consistent as far as scoring, but to have Brunson step up like he is, it's a game changer. And it's a game changer, you know, salary cap wise moving forward. I mean, he's going to, you know, be getting paid for an extension, you know, at some point, but I mean, he still makes, <laughs> yeah. The comment I said yesterday, the two best players on the Mavericks are on rookie contracts. It's absolutely wild. Yeah, Jalen Brunson, crazy. The, the Mavericks net rating as a team, according to Cleaning the Glass, negative 1.5 overall for the season. Luka and Jalen together, plus 6.1 net rating. Mm. That's probably not even considering tonight, too. It, might be higher. it may have updated. They, have, they usually have good stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, absolutely crazy that, that Jalen Brunson, like, Brunson in this game, what did he have? 22 points. He only had two assists, but hit five of his seven threes. Between Luka and and, and Brunson, only uh, Josh Richardson, who hit two threes, were the only other people that hit threes in this game. Tim Hardaway went 0 for 8. James Johnson 0 for 3. Dorian Finney-Smith 0 for 3. Nobody else even took a three. So those yeah. are the only guys giving the Mavs threes in this game. And kind of the only guys giving the Mavs offense too. Josh Richardson had a couple of plays here and there. His little mid-range game, I like. I like Josh Richardson's mid-range game. It kind of bails the Mavs, the Mavs out every once in a while. But because the, Hardaway the Tim Hardaway really thing going. that you always mention. <laughs> How many threes did he hit tonight? He was 0 of Zero. 8. Zero. <laughs> he's, he's either going to be an over or hit like one or he's going to hit, you know, seven. <laughs> eight. <laughs> <laughs> seven or eight threes, yeah. Brunson, the, the way that Luca and Brunson, like their chemistry is so good. The way that they run these yeah. little, like Brunson will come screen for Luca. Then all of a sudden Luca will be guarded by a smaller guard, right? It's the same thing that they kind of do with Tim Hardaway. But the difference between Brunson doing it and Hardaway doing it is the fact that if you, if Luca has to send it back to Brunson, Brunson can do something off the dribble. And then maybe there's a big enough guy on Brunson that Brunson can kind of sneak by or, you know, dribble by that guy. And then all of a sudden he can do something else, make a secondary move. And he really embodies what the Mavs want in that secondary type creator. I, I couldn't help but thinking about what would this Mavs team be like if they actually got Kemba, right? If they actually were yeah. able to, to sign him. Because he's not doing a whole lot with, with the uh, you know the Celtics right now, and the Celtics fans seem to want to run him out of town. So hey, run him back to to Dallas, and the Mavs would be able to use him. I mean, he would be absolutely incredible. He'd be that perfect like upgrade on that Jalen Brunson spot, and Brunson could stay where he wants in the, you know, coming off the bench, and the Mavericks could just always be running something like that where they have a secondary creator next to Luca. I'm not saying get rid of Brunson. I'm saying that it would upgrade that spot. Yeah, well, and, and that's what we were kind of alluding to yesterday. Like whatever. Like just seeing Brunson at this level shows you what Luca can be playing off ball. And Luca had this catch and shoot three tonight. It's where he was wide open on the right wing and he drains it. And I don't even know who passed the ball to him, but it's such an outlier because we're just, we're so used to seeing all of Luca's threes are off the dribble or him come off the screen, whatever it is. And even the broadcast, even Grant Hill, uh, which I thought Grant Hill and, you know, and was it Ian Eagle? Eagle? Bird. Okay, yeah. Called him Bird <laughs> yeah, like bird a thousand time. times. Uh, I thought they did uh, pretty decent compared to Chris Weber, but yeah, I did too. But um, 
But Luca hits that catch and shoot three, and I'm like, dang it, that's I want to see that so much more. Uh, Luca's three point percentage will be a little bit higher, right? I mean, if he if he got more threes like that, I think so. The the reason why he, it works so well, and the reason why Brunson and, and Luca work well, they know where where the other person is going to be. They've played together so long now that they know each other's tendencies. It also when Luca is the secondary like ball handler in a possession, right? So not necessarily he's the secondary creator, but He's the second guy to touch the ball, basically. All of a sudden, the first action happens. It's a pick. It's you know something. It's a it's a dive or something from a player. And all of a sudden, if Luca's the secondary man, you already have the defense on their t- on their toes just a little bit. You see, Josh Richardson brings the ball up for the Mavericks a lot, just so that Luca can run these little Iverson cuts where it's you know Luca's at on one wing, he cuts across the free throw line basically to the other wing, and. He runs these little things, and and Carlisle sets this up so that Luca can be sometimes the second player to touch the ball. Because so it's not just the Harden thing where he's at the top yeah. of the key and he just runs and runs and you know and nobody else touches the ball and he makes a play. Harden's great at that. Luca can pull that off too, but it makes it even easier when he's the second guy to touch the ball because then all of a sudden. First action happens, the defense is moving, maybe they're off balance, then all of a sudden Luca, with his quick decision-making and how fast he can make passes and make decisions to shoot or whatever, he can make those adjustments and passes so quick and he can take advantage of the defense just even a little bit on their toes. And the, the Celtics definitely were that <laughs> a couple times in this game. Uh, man, so many other things to get to. One funny thing that I thought was, before the game, I, I said... It's hilarious to watch the Mavs fan base and the Celtics fan base. I follow a lot of, you know, Celtics writers, beat reporters, and John Corrales like of Lockdown of Celtics. And and they all were like retweeting or quote tweeting all these Celtics fans that were saying, Our team sucks. We're gonna lose tonight and then and then I'm gonna blah blah blah. And Mavs fans were like, We're gonna our team sucks. We're gonna lose tonight <laughs> without Max EKP and I'm then I'm gonna blah blah blah. So watching both teams just like expecting their demise. And uh, the Celtics got it, and the Mavs didn't, and the Mavs fans were super excited about it. But it was funny because the Celtics are in a very similar situation where the Mavs were a couple of weeks ago, only they have both their all-stars, I guess. The Mavs had Luka and K and KP still, but uh, yeah. A little bit. It's a little bit different. But, I mean, but Boston still, has majority of their team left, except for Mark. Actually, they have, they have three guys because they have Kemba still. You, yeah. I would still count Kemba in that. So yeah, it's a little bit different, but they're still missing some guys. And uh, but they're just in a downward spiral right now, and they're getting ready to kick Brad Stevens out the door. And you know, you know what fans do. So oh, fans. Fine. By the way, I, Mavs fans, if you want to learn how to get mad after a game. Watch Celtics fans. They've done this for a long time. They understand. They get mad after a loss better than anyone. <laughs> um, do you want me to ask you a question right now or after the break? Coming up, Isaac Harris is going to ask me a question. Great tease. Do you want to? Do you want to say what it is? <laughs> I'm going to ask Nick after the break what you Lucas should have done with that game winner. Should he have driven it? <laughs> Shh! Don't ruin it. <laughs> talk about that coming up but before we do built bar it's the best tasting protein bar ever it's a protein bar it tastes like a candy bar i got the new peanut butter crisp today Cheater. got to try it still liking the coconut brownie chunk better that one's still oh, my yeah. favorite one have you tried that one barb did we ever order more of that built bar dang it no we haven't yet 
I gotta order you more. Get, you gotta get more of the coconut brownie chunk because that is the absolute best one. A lot of people, especially NFL um, podcast hosts like the, the Locked On NFL hosts, they were all talking about the peanut butter crisp one. They love that one. It's a new flavor. Go check it out. BuiltBar.com. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. For example, if you look at the peanut butter bar, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. That's where it gets you right there. All of a sudden, it's just a completely different snack, and it tastes great. They're awesome. I love them. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. March Madness is just a few days away, a few weeks away, I guess. But the future of the NBA is on display now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first Big Board of the Year with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast wherever you get your pods. Coworker Chad Ford. How about that? I never would have thought I, never would have thought I was go. doing that. All right. What should Luka Doncic have done with that game winner at the end? Are we sure he shouldn't have driven to the basket? I miss having those conversations. The shot, if it goes if, in. If he, if he missed it, would that would be what Twitter would be? Oh, my gosh. Why did he take a 30-foot three-pointer? Well, if he missed it, he would have gone, what, five of eight from three still? So I mean, that's still really good. So he's, he's shooting. He's on a hot streak. So I don't think that would have exactly been the talking point if he would have missed it. But mm. it may have been up there. It may have been just like he <laughs> it has. It would have been like he has no help. We would have talked about KP a lot more, I think. Yeah. And all of that. Um, Some timeout decisions and all. Of okay, that. let's talk about that. Let's talk about that and talk about all the the end of this game because I, would I, say, I don't want to dwell on that too much because there's some guys in here I want to give some shouts of praise. We for we can, but I I do want to talk about. I really felt like Luca bailed out Carlisle in this game. I, I think we would have if the Mavs if he misses those shots. I think we talk about Carlisle and how he was, you know, deciding that game. Basically, there was just some weird stuff. Josh Richardson barely played down the stretch there. Uh, there was just some weird stuff where, like at one thirty-three, they had all that time where they were trying to decide who the ball was out on. After you know, Tim Hardaway Jr., I think it was after he airballed that shot, and they're trying to figure out if Tatum hit oh, the yeah, ball at all. Not, yeah. Ugh, all those replays I can't stand. But they're trying to decide. And they end up giving the ball to Dallas. They had all that time that they were in a huddle. And then all of a sudden, they draw up a play and get absolutely nothing out of it. Like, what is going on where they can get nothing? The Celtics defense at times was pretty good. When you have Tatum and Brown on the wings, it's almost like the yeah. Clippers guys, right? You can just you can cover and recover pick and rolls way easier. And I was tweeting out a couple of screenshots where you can just see when Luka comes off of a screen on a pick and roll, the, the, the time that he has to make that pass is like not even a second where between where he's at the top of the key and the, and he gets around the screen and then all of a sudden Tatum, who is his man, is behind him to then when he reaches the paint where he's met by another defender. That time is when he has to make that decision whether he's going to pass it. He can hit the roll man, which is usually Boban. He can kick out to a shooter if somebody else helps and leaves their man. And he just didn't have a ton of time because they were pretty disciplined on those I thought at least a lot of times. And so you had to change something up and the Mavs didn't get anything out of those timeout situations. It was, I, I mean, I think we would have been talking about Carlisle a lot more if the Mavs had lost this game. Cause the Mavs go on that 14 to two run 
and they're up, you know, <laughs> they're up like 101 to 89 with just about four minutes left. And then Celtics go on an 11 to three run and nothing they were doing was working. The defense wasn't working. It was, it was just a wild stretch there for a minute. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was just, yeah, there were some moments I thought they could have taken a timeout, but, uh, but then again, it's like, Hey, you, you have the ball in Luca's hands that, yeah, that the play after the Tatum, which was hilarious to me with that, you know, Grand Hill and them were like, Hey, a lot of times you can just see the player's reaction. And that's how you know whether the ball. I'm like, really, guys? Come on. <laughs> We're going to trust the like players. 85, 85% of the time, the players are bullcrapping on where, how the ball went out. But, but no, yeah, I mean, Luca hitting those shots. Yeah, there's a lot of hindsight of if they didn't go in, what are we looking at? There's a couple guys I want to give some shout outs to. And two of, the, two of those guys are Boban. You're not going to touch the Carlisle comment? I'm not going to touch it. No. Boban and James Johnson. These guys haven't played in six in the past six games. James Johnson, Rick Carlisle said after the game, he called up James Johnson before the game and said, hey, you're going to be playing the maxi spot tonight. James Johnson, dude, hadn't even checked in a game in like in six games. Plays almost 30. He plays 28 minutes tonight. It was a plus four. Bobon comes off the bench and in 13 minutes was a plus 13. Got eight boards, 10 points. I thought, I just think... That just shows you. I mean, they're the two oldest guys on the team, right? There's only a couple yep. guys that's over the age of 30. Here's your two guys right here. And I that just shows you the professionals that they are on in the on the basketball court that they can, you know, they haven't been playing in a couple weeks out of the rotation. I watched Bobon the other night or two nights ago uh, against uh who they played the other night at home that they just beat the crap out of. Now I'm forgetting who it was. Uh, Memphis, that's who it was. And I was just like yes- watching yesterday. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking when this pod comes out tomorrow and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just like watching Boban. I kind of felt bad for him. He's doing all these things to like get you know stay ready, stay loose on the bench, even though he knows he's probably not going to go in. But I thought he played really well tonight. I thought James Johnson gave him some much needed offense in the first quarter. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, he was he was driving to the basket <laughs> and scoring, and you're like, dang, it sticks out because they don't have a ton of guys who can like do that. And uh, I just he was looking Bo- his chops, looking at Daniel Tice. He was like, "Oh, come on, yes, feed me." I just, yeah, I just think they both deserve some praise tonight for their minutes. Big thing for James Johnson: no turnovers. Yeah, yeah three assists, he, no turnovers. He usually gives us, you know, two or three where we're just scratching our heads, going, "What the heck?" So mid- midway through the game, somebody tweeted at me and said, "All right, I've seen it when the Mavericks are struggling." I said, "All right, I've seen enough. What does Ty- what does James Johnson give the Mavericks that Tyler Bay couldn't come and give the Mavericks?" And I was going to say, he makes it like James Johnson. Oh, no, a veteran. I could go all day on this. <laughs> James Johnson's a, not that he wouldn't be on the team anymore, but playing and, and on the court. And my yeah, thought is well, he would give, he would make better decisions, but James Johnson's whole thing has been, he's makes weird decisions. I love Tyler Bay, but no, he, yeah, no, no. James Johnson brings you, gives you another ball handler. He can create a shot more. He can. Yeah. Tyler Bay defensively. Well, okay. Anyway. I'm not Defense energy, I think that's it's just what they they wanted. Somebody to rebound. Uh, if we're giving shoutouts, can we give unshoutouts? <laughs> yeah, let's take one back. <laughs> Willie Colley Stein, man, he is struggle bus right now. Like just absolutely really struggling. Yeah. He four rebounds in this game tonight. That I mean, to play twenty three minutes and have four rebounds, that's not enough. Time Lord just pushed him out of the way so many times. And got putbacks and that that crazy putback dunk where Time Lord just took advantage of Willie Colley's time. Like he doesn't use his hips or his legs at all. No. And 
that that was really really frustrating to watch. <laughs> it's just the Maver if the Mavericks if, if this Mavericks team even without KP if they had Rudy Gobert and I we, I think we used to do the would you trade KP for Rudy Gobert last year and I think I said no every time. If they had Rudy Gobert I think they'd go to the finals. <laughs> this Mavericks team if they just got him straight up like this team that played tonight. You mean the MVP? <laughs> Yes, he has a he has a case to be MVP. Nick, we're on video now. Locke can see us. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he can see how sarcastic my face is. <laughs> oh, but man, yeah. I mean, I, we're going to save a lot of the KP, KP talk for uh, tomorrow's yeah, pod. Tomorrow. Uh, you know, there's a lot of layers to that. You know, we just said on yesterday's pod, there's you know not there's nothing we can I can really walk back because on yesterday's pod I said hey if he doesn't play against Boston it's a big red flag so uh, I can talk about that big red flag <laughs> yeah we'll talk about the red flag tomorrow I did say though what if it is a tight back like what if he really did like what if something in like practice he really did hurt himself like somebody accidentally elbowed him he fell down or something like he could actually really be hurt but the rumors plus him being out and all that plus the long layoff it just it's too much smoke there to not have any flames. Well, Rick talked about it before the game. He obviously downplayed it. Cuban had a few comments, you know, quotes today, downplaying everything. Uh, so, yeah, I think we'll just dedicate all, all of tomorrow's pod talking about it and yeah. maybe playing some clips and just what, you know, a couple reports. I think Ian Begley offered another report on that today. He's a credible guy who covers, you know, sports in New York. Um, just kind of throw everything on the table and talk about it from the angles that uh, we can. And we can... And we will. I love that. Even Steven's movie. All right. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Doncic, drive. Needs some help. Brunson peeks at the clock. 10 to shoot. 23 seconds to play. Boston up by one. Doncic, the handles. The fake. The fake.